Welcome to this week's Boxing Hour with me, Martin Domin. I'm joined by three guests again this week, starting with Jack Cattrall, who returns to the ring next weekend for his first fight in over a year. We talk about that, but mainly about his decision to step aside to allow Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez to clash early next year for all four Super Lightweight belts. And then joined by Luke Campbell, who recently recovered from COVID-19, which forced his fight with Ryan Garcia to be delayed. He talks about having the illness, his recovery, what he was and wasn't able to do. He talks about his fight with Garcia and also the lightweight scene in general. And finally, I'm joined by Sebastian Farmella, who fights Conor Ben this weekend. The German talks about his 12-round fight with Sean Porter just three weeks ago and discusses what he will po- what threats he will pose to Conor Ben this coming weekend. If you're watching, please do give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. If you're listening, please do rate and review. With that in mind, here's my first guest, Jack Cattrall. So, Jack, thanks for joining me. You're obviously deep in preparation now for first fight in a long time. You must be delighted to finally have a date and have an opponent. Of course, yeah. Uh, I think I could speak for a lot of boxers in saying it's been a frustrating year, and not just boxers, all sports, and for the whole world, really. Everything's been up in the air for a year, so to finally have a fight date and something to work towards during a pandemic. I'm very grateful, really. <clears throat> the last fight was November last year, so we're coming up a year now. Uh, been in the gym when we've been allowed to be in the gym training. Uh, obviously, we're in the second lockdown now, so the the public gyms are closed, but we've been in the boxing gym every day, just working, and like I said, really grateful that BT Sports and Frank Warren and MTK have got us a date and have got something this year. I suppose when you're deep in, in training like this, it doesn't matter if you're in, you're in lockdown, as long as you can use the gym, as you said. I guess it must always feel like lockdown in training camp. Yeah, I mean, uh, nothing much has changed in regards to what I've been up to, really. Uh, apart from not seeing the family as much and being restricted in that sense. But, I mean, I get up, make my breakfast, I go to the gym, I come home, uh, do some jobs around the house, go out and I run for the evening. Uh, it's been pretty plain sailing now. Uh, just grateful that the gym has been open and been able to to put the work in over the last couple of months. This fight's come with a couple of weeks' notice, but luckily I've been training, I've been preparing, so I'm uh, chomping at the bit, ready to go. Now, I know you'll be fully focused on next week, but is there not the tiniest sort of thing in your mind, knowing that 2020 is all very well, but really 2021 should be the year for you with you know, a potential massive fight on the horizon definitely uh, it's one of them you can't take your eyes off the ball uh, I know I've got to put in a good performance next Saturday and I've got to show my level against uh, this opponent with the hopes of going into 21 and securing this long awaited world title fight uh, I can't afford for any slip ups uh, I mean the fighter that I'm fighting he's got a good winning record but it's about going out there showing the level and securing what's going to be a big 21 uh, at the end of September, I think you tweeted something about, you know, it was your time, your your shot at the world title. And then a couple of weeks later, it was announced that, you know, you were going to step aside for now and let uh, Josh Taylor fight Jose Ramirez. What happened in those couple of weeks to change your mind? Yeah, so it's been going on probably for the best part of 18 months uh, since it become mandatory. Uh, become mandatory for the WBO world title. And I think it was Maurice Hooker that I had had it at the time. Uh, we had Terry Flanagan jump up weight category. So he was, gets an automatic shot at it. 
Uh, he, he got beat, so then I think, sweet, I'm in next. Uh, for whatever reason, he got a voluntary defence. Went and watched his voluntary defence in America. Thought, sweet, that's it, I get it next. Uh, they called for a unification with Ramirez. He got beat. I thought, sweet, I've got to get it next. And then WBC put the mandatory before the WBO. So we fought Postal, beat Postal. I thought, that's it, it's got to be next. I've been waiting all this time. And then, uh, obviously, the politics of boxing, as you'll know, get quite complicated. But a decision come a couple of weeks ago through my management team and my promotional team that the best possible scenario would be to, to let Josh Taylor and Jose Ramirez fight for all four titles, uh, stand down and let that fight happen, which, although it's frustrating, I'm excited to see how the fight's going to unfold. I do, I do want Josh Taylor to win, uh, and hopefully that will set up a big fight next year for us both. So could you, in theory, if you really wanted to be you know, selfish, I suppose, could you have said, no, Josh Taylor's not fighting Ramirez, I want my shot? No. Yeah, I mean, the decision weren't, it didn't happen overnight. It was long phone calls and discussions with the management team and the promotional team, but uh, we decided that to work things better in the long run was that we was going to let this fight happen between them both, give everybody what they wanted, uh, which was selfless, really, and with the promise of going forward, getting the world title fight and potential big fights down the line. And do you have that inviting, or are you just relying on on sort of people keeping their word? I suppose. Yeah, I've got faith in my management team. There's there's been some contracts and some guarantees, so I do believe uh, my management and the WBO will do what's right. Whether whoever ends up with all four belts, I'll be guaranteed a shot at least at the WBO, if not all four titles. I mean, I can't say once one of them fighters wins. They go, right, you know what, sack it, all four titles to one side, I'm going to move up. I mean, that would be out of everybody's hands, but I'm hoping that the winner does decide to stay for that one more fight. So it is possible, actually, that you could fight for a vacant belt against, I guess, the next ranked uh, opponent. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a fighter that's been calling me out for a couple months now, Liam Parrow. He's number two in the WBO. I think that's quite a handy fight. I think I beat him comfortably. Uh, he's number two. He's been popping up on Twitter and Instagram, so... I mean, that's a that's a good fight down the line if, if if that's what happens. But ultimately, I'd like to fight Josh Taylor. I know there's talks of him uh, having a homecoming fight next year, uh, all being well that he beats Ramirez. So I think I know that's the plan. But like you said earlier, got to focus on next Saturday and uh, get that one ticked off first. Sure. Do you know if there's any sort of timescale on, on Josh and Jose fighting? Do they have to do it by a certain date? I know there's a time scale in which they've got to defend against me, which was 90 days after the fight. And I believe the fight is going to take place in the last week of Jan, the first week of Feb. And that's what I'm hearing up to now. But again, with the whole pandemic, everything's chopping and changing last minute. So just waiting patiently. How do you see that fight going? If you, if you take yourself out of it, regardless of who you'd want to win, how, how do you see it going? Yeah, I do swear towards uh, Josh Taylor. I think he's a bit more versatile. He does a lot of, a lot of things better than Ramirez. Uh, for me, Ramirez, he's, uh, he's not got as many things in his ammo. I think he's, he's like more of a come-forward fighter. He doesn't mind taking a few to, to get his off. I don't think he boxes as well on the back foot. Uh, just think Josh has got a few more gears and a bit a better boxing IQ. So 
if I was to put a bet on, I'd have to go for Taylor. Do either of them, do you think, fit in for fit to your style better? Is it, you know, I'm sure Scotland's Josh Taylor against yourself, Scotland against England would be great. But are there either of them you think a better match for yourself technically? Stylistically, I think they both they both got the strengths and weaknesses. I think I thought I was obviously getting Ramirez, so kind of in the back of my mind we would be training this summer and planning for that fight. And I think that's uh wouldn't say an easier fight by any scale, but a bit more simpler in breaking Ramirez down than you do break Taylor down. Uh, if I was to fight Taylor, it's two southpaws. Uh, that changes quite a few things and he's quite technical like myself, so it's a bit of a different fight. But I think Ramirez is more one-paced. Uh, like I said, there was a lot of stuff that I brought down at Ramirez that would definitely work in my advantage. Do you think Josh would, would uh, sort of speak to you about that? I mean, I know he can do his own homework, but... Would you ever sort of speak to him about what you, your thoughts and share your thoughts on, on him, on Ramirez as an opponent? Uh, not really. I mean, he's, he's got his coaches working with Ben Davis and I'm training with JB Moore. Uh, I think everybody, I mean, I don't see any harm in helping a fighter out, preparing for a... Obviously, he's not going to want to ring me for sparring or anything, fighting Ramirez, but I mean, I, I'm open to the idea of sharing ideas, but ultimately, they're the two fights, two fighters are fighters that I want to to fight against in the future, so kind of just keep the training behind closed doors, do what you've got to do, and uh, you're the best man win. In terms of your own career, I mean, you have wins over uh, people like O'Hara Davies, Tyrone McKenna, like, and we've seen them not as well, yeah, definitely in the headlines more than yourself because you haven't been fighting. Has that been a little bit frustrating to see them go through the, the golden contract? Of course, especially this year, I think uh, you had the MTK golden contract tournament with the two finalists that I've both beat and they've had three fights to get to that stage, our two fights and then the final. And I'm sat back thinking, wow, I beat both of these fighters quite comfortably and they've both had two, three fights. They're on Sky Sports, our BT Sports. They're all over the internet. You're thinking, God, when, when, when am I going to have any breakthrough? But I do believe everything for a reason and hopefully next year we can... Uh, start showing the level and I get these big fights. I suppose if there's any consolation, it does show that, well, it probably reinforces that you're the best, right? If they've, if they've reached the final and you've beaten them both, at least you can say, well, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm where I should be. Take away from it. I mean, I watched all the fights and I thought, I did kind of think maybe either one of them was going to be in the final. And then when it was both of them, I thought, well, I have beaten both, so it does show me level. I'm on the level above them because I thought I'd beaten both quite handily. So, but it was just frustrating in a full year out the ring whilst certain fighters are getting fights. You're thinking, God, God when's it going to happen? But because I've stayed dedicated, I've been living a life, training, learning. So I know it will come good. In terms of ring rust, it's, it's something I'm quite interested in. Some fighters don't believe it. Some fighters think it does have an impact. Is there any sense that you can get while you're training, of whether you feel like you are going to need a few rounds next weekend to get back into it, or do you feel absolutely ready to go? I feel ready to go. I mean, you're getting fighters now. It's coming to that stage where fighters have been waiting that long and they've seen it. It's been 500 days, it's been 600 days. I mean, for me, as long as you've trained well, you've completed everything, I don't believe there's any room for excuses. I'm ready to go. I mean, next weekend... I'm not going to lie, I'm not looking for rounds. I want to run straight through this guy, get straight back in the gym and prepare for next year. I don't want to be waiting about 
<clears throat> I'll have done all the rounds in the gym, all the rounds, training, sparring, running, all that'll be done. So next week, we need to go out there and execute the job. You mentioned Jamie Murray's got you know a growing stable of fighters, becoming one of the country's leading ones. What is it about him that, that works for you? Uh, I guess it's the, the mindset. I mean, I've been with Jamie now well over two years. Uh, it, it, just, it just works for me. I mean, you can't really put it into words. The training's correct. Uh, the mental side, how he breaks down things and speaks and understands the fighters individually. I mean, even when he's speaking to me about another fighter in the gym, how he understands that fighter, what strengths and weaknesses inside and outside the gym, it all kind of makes sense for me. So I'm quite settled in the gym now and everything seems to be going to plan. Now, one stable mate who will no longer be a stable mate, I guess, is, is Dave Allen. How do you feel about him retiring? Yeah, you know what? It's, it was probably for the best. I mean... Everybody knows his career has been well documented and he's had some some big nights. But <clears throat> I guess, like he said in his interviews that have just been put out, he didn't enjoy it. And I mean, that was the big one for me. If you're not enjoying something, you definitely don't want to be doing boxing. It's a dangerous sport, as we all know. So and if he's not got the hunger and the passion, the desire for it, I think he's best off on the other side of the ropes. But again, I wish him all the best in retirement. And it was only a short time we did spend together in the gym, but it was a pleasure to be around. So I wish him all the best. And just one final thing, of course, the headline act, if you like, on, on the night you returned, Daniel Dubois against Joe Joyce. How do you see that fight going? Brilliant fight. Again, I keep changing my mind. I can't pick a winner. I hope I get to stay in the venue and get, get to see it afterwards. Uh, I've been... On Daniel Dubar, uh, Daniel's a couple of his undercards have been around him, and I think I, I think I'd like to see Daniel win. Uh, I don't know. I'm just really excited for it, so I'm going to go with Daniel. Excellent. It should be a cracker, and all the best over the next week or so with your training and then with the fight itself. And hopefully, we'll see you in the big one next year. Luke, thanks thanks for joining me. You're obviously back in training now, but there was a time where you were locked away, I guess, with coronavirus. Did you sense that you had? COVID-19 before you were tested or was it a test that actually said you've got it? Yeah, no, not with any symptoms. It was only the, the only reason why I decided to get a test was because I thought if I did have it, I, I didn't want to pass it on. I didn't want to spread it to anybody and I didn't want to be going out and about like normal and give it to somebody that potentially couldn't fight it. So that's literally the only reason why I got a test because I was worried in case... If I did add it, I'd pass it on to someone because for me, I, I had a minor cold. So it didn't feel like, to what extent were you actually restricted to what you could do? You didn't train and feel, oh, I'm not able to do everything. Um, I ticked over at home during the isolation time, um, doing bits of training at home. Um, I had a couple of days off to, to rest my body because if it is fighting something... Um, you know, it's better to just to give it a little bit of extra rest. Luckily, it was a weekend anyhow, so I was resting anyhow. Um, so I probably had like two days extra rest that I, know I, don't, I don't normally get. So it's basically been a, an inconvenience rather than anything that's actually set you back. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, it, it treats different people a lot different um individually uh, from people's symptoms so I, like i said I, I feel like i was i was quite lucky with it 
And did you have to lock yourself away in one room of your house while your family were there, or did you have a separate place to go? Yeah, no, I stayed away from my family. Um, I stayed away. I was literally on my own. Um, but like I said, I wanted to be on my own because I didn't want to go home to the family, pass it on to my wife, my newborn baby, my kids. So I just stayed away. And it sounds like you're you're perfectly healthy, but there's no concern that, you know, that people talk about long COVID and having these sort of issues down the line. You're not concerned that if a fight goes late, that suddenly you'll start to, to feel it or anything? Oh, if I'm... Um... Like I say, I'm I'm back in training. All my isolation and everything's done. If if we feel like we we uh, it's put us back or we can't um, continue what we was doing, you know, because we're flying in camp. So if we can't continue that, then we won't fight. We'll only fight if we're a hundred percent. Of course, that was supposed to be on December fifth. Yes. Talk about that's talk why. About... That's why we moved it back because we knew we won't because of the isolation period and not sparring, we knew we, we, knew we needed a, a couple of more weeks or whatever. We, need, we, we knew we needed a little bit of extra time on top just because of the fact that, you know, I've missed a week and a half, worth, two weeks worth of sparring. Um, so we need to make that back up. And there has been talk of December 19th, possibly on a Canelo undercard. What have you, what have you heard of what, how confident are you you fight this side of Christmas? Um, I, I'm confident that it's this side of Christmas. Uh, I'm definitely confident it's this side of Christmas. Um, as for dates, 18th, 19th, probably sound sound about right. Um, what I've heard on the grip van, nothing's confirmed yet. Um, and no location or venue or anything as of yet. So literally, um, but you know we're still continuing to prepare to. And, and to be 100% for, for whatever happens next. Now, I know your career is more important than, than a Christmas dinner, but psychologically, is it just better not to have to train over that festive period? Um, it, it is what it is. Um, if, that's, if, if that's what we've got to do, then that's what we have to do. Um, you know, I've got kids and stuff like that, so it's always nice to have Christmas at home, but I'm not going to be boxing forever. You know, so you've got to make the most of it while you can. I think I'm right in saying this is your, your first camp fully in Kent. Um, you haven't boxed, obviously, for, for over a year. Yes, right? well, I've, I've more or less... I've done another nearly full camp in April. Um, uh, March, sorry. And I was due to fight in April. So I was literally like three weeks off a well-titled fight um, then. And then, obviously, that fall through lockdown hit and then they took the title away from me is that still i don't know we spoke in i think just after, just after that was decided and you you didn't seem you know you're always quite level-headed but are you are you okay with the title situation it's such a mess in your division at the moment but are you sort of made peace with it i think it's a bad thing to do you know but it's out of my hands um i think it's a bit of sh bit of a shitty shitty move um but I couldn't do nothing about it. It was out of my hands, um, out of my control. Um, yeah, it's, it is not not nice for them to give you a world title. You know, you, you train, you plan for it, you go for it. Yes, lockdown hit, pandemic um, arrived. Well, that wasn't my fault. Um, and then when I was allowed to box again, instead of continuing 
me to vouch for it. Just took it away and give it, give it away again. Um, but listen, I'm I'm not really bothered about that anymore. To be honest with you, um, all I, the only thing I, I, I care to, to bother about is the things that I can control in my life, and that's obviously me being a hundred percent for this fight and me going in this fight and winning it. Who do you consider to be the WBC lightweight world champion? Lopez. Lopez. I mean, he. I mean, I fought Lemachenko for the title. And then Lemachenko fought Lopez. But then again, you know, I was supposedly fighting for that title in April. So, yeah, I mean, how many belts has Lopez got? How many belts? I mean, there's two WBC belts, I guess, now. Haney has one of them and Lopez has the other. And then in, in a few weeks, hopefully, you might have a, an interim belt. Would that, would that mean anything well, to you? Not really, to be honest. Winning the fight means means everything to me. Um, but obviously, the interim is, you know, it's, it's I, I want the belts though. I I want to be a world champion. So, um, you know, that's all I'm bothered about. Is but being interim world champion, it's another step closer. So yeah, I guess I guess it would mean something to me. But obviously, winning the fight. Regardless, is is means everything to me. And to what extent are you guaranteed a shot at presumably Devon Haney? Should you win? You never guaranteed anything in boxing. You know, the the people above can can do what they want. You know, they're the boys in charge, and you know the tables turn all the time. So you literally never know what's going to happen in boxing. If I was to give you four names: Teofimo Lopez, Javonta Davis. Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney, let's assume they're all sort of lightweights. Where would you rank them, one to four? Um, do you know what? They're all good fighters. They're all good fighters. Um, I wouldn't... Um, ranking them... Well, listen, they've got a fight. Um, I'm not going to rank any of them, actually, because I feel like instead of just ranking them and people's opinions on where they should be ranked, fight. You know, let's, I, I, I'm fighting anyone they put in front of me. And, but the majority of guys aren't fighting anyone. You know, they're not fighting anyone. They're fighting kids that are two weights, naturally two weights below them and things like that. You know, they're not fighting anyone. Lopez, uh, you, you've got to put Lopez number one, really, because obviously, He's just beat Lemachenko, but what was Lemachenko in that fight? Like Lemachenko did throw a punch for seven rounds. I knew I'd put a dint in him from my fight because I ate him a couple of times and I knew he wouldn't be the same. But he went in there and threw nothing for seven rounds. If he'd have gone in there against me and threw nothing for seven rounds, I would have won. Do you think, I always like to think that it's not the boxers who don't want to fight and it's just people in their ear saying, actually, wait. Is that how you see it? You just said that with these guys, or do you think they actually genuinely don't want to fight each other? You know what? It's hard to say because they all talk a good game. They all talk a proper game. But then when they fight somebody, it's, a, it's no one of stature. It's no one of credit. So then it's like, like yeah, I don't, it, it might be the management team. I, I don't know. It might be half and half. I, I, I'm not too sure, to be honest with you. 
But you get a lot of fighters doing all this talking and then never really fighting anyone. So. And you mentioned Lomachenko. Do you think he's finished now? Do you think not so much? I mean, sure he could fight on, but do you think there's much left for him to come back for? I don't know. By watching that last fight, I'd say no. I'd say he was. I'd say maybe he's done now. Um, I, I said to a lot of people after the, our fight that I, I felt like I'd really put a dent in Lomachenko, and I, I knew it, I knew I didn't think he was going to be the same after after our fight because I ate him. I ate him a few times, a good couple of times I ate him. And then he got in that fight and just didn't throw nothing for seven rounds. Like, he threw nothing for seven rounds. Maybe from, from getting ate in my fight, maybe he went in that fight and just got a little gun shy. Or I'd, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure what went on in training camp. I see that he had an injury afterwards, but I thought it would have been smarter than that going into a big fight like that um, and continuing with an injury. I'm I'm not too sure. It was really strange. Was it almost? I mean, you, I don't know if you ever said publicly you felt you'd put a dent into him, but you've obviously said it to people close by. Was it almost vindication for that, given how sort of poor he, he seemed to be? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I I've said that in conversation by watching the fight and being in with there with him, and knowing that I've I hurt him a few times, and I just felt like I've always just had an instinct inside me that he, he's not the same now. He's he's not going to be the same fighter, um, and he went into the next fight and never threw nothing. I've always thought that that fight will make me and and sort of and it would have broken him a little bit. Um, that's just my personal opinion. I mentioned you're in Kent. You're used to being away from home uh, for training camps. What is the setup like? You've got I guess you've got Lawrence Coley in camp as well. Yeah, Lawrence is in camp. Um, myself and some of the other lads are in and out training as well. So um, it's good, you know. It's got everything we need, accommodation-wise. You know, it's very simple, basic, but does the job. Um, and again, in the gym, you know, you you've got your ring and your bags, and you know, you you work away. It's got everything we need, really. Nothing, certainly not glamorous, but. Um, it's it's got everything we need. Do you live together, or have you all got separate places? Um, there's five of us that can live in one house with all of our own rooms, um, shared bathrooms. Is it uh, is it lively, or are you all quite sort of chilled out? Um, I think we all just do our own thing, really. Sometimes we'll all go downstairs and you know sit sit around the table and just have a laugh. You know, we have a laugh as well, though. Um, but then some of us might just chill in our rooms and relax, depending on how our training's been. And have you have you had to rely on Spanish uh, Spanish sparring partners uh, from the UK, or have you been able to fly fly some over? We've been sparring. We've had good sparring here in the UK. Um, uh, and I just leave all that to Shane. Shane sorts all the sparring out in preparation. So I'm not I'm not sure what he's got planned moving forward in these next few weeks of the preparation. I just leave it up to him. Is there a chance that I know Lawrence fights on the twelfth, and if you're fighting after that, is there a chance you might have to fly over if it's in the states on your own without Shane for a bit? Um, I'm not too sure. I'm not worked that bit out yet, but. 
Um, if I have to go over there a few days without him, you know, it's fine. It's not a problem. Um, I'll have Josh, Josh Pritchard with me anyhow, so that's fine. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll probably be resting for a couple of days when we get there anyhow. So, yeah. And just finally, on Ryan Garcia, this feels like it's just so hard to be able to, for, for us anyway, to, to see how good he could be. Is there any, is, in your mind, is he as good as he has been so far? Or are you, is there a part of you that thinks he, he could be anything and he could actually be better than I expect? Well, listen, I, I certainly, ex- I, I, when I get in the ring with him, I expect to be in there with a world-class fighter. You know, that's what I prepare for and that's what I get ready for. If anything different is in front of me, then I take care of that as it, as I see it. Um, but all I can do is prepare for my toughest fight, you know, prepare the best way I can and, that, and that's it. And do you feel you're the best version of yourself thus far to deal with whatever he has? I believe on my best... On, on my best day, I will beat any of them out there, any of the lightweights out there in the world. I believe on my best day, I'll beat any of them. And I, I, I'm feeling really good and I'm performing really good as well. So I, I'm, I'm in a good place. Good. Well, hopefully we will see you in the ring before Christmas against Ryan Garcia. And if that happens, wish you all the best. Well, all the best anyway, of course, but hopefully we'll see you in right. the ring soon. Sebastian, thank you very much for joining me. We're here, of course, just before you fight with Conor Ben, but it's not so long ago that you fought Sean Porter. It's been quite a quick turnaround. What did you learn from that fight against Sean? Take your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a very aggressive boxer uh, with good skills. So, uh, yeah, I take a, a lot of from that because it was one of the superstars in weatherweight one of the best boxers, and <clears throat> how to move, uh, learn what I must uh, train more physical and some uh, technical skills more. And so um, it's good for the, for the mindset, for my own mindset after this fight going uh, losing by points, but never give up. So it's pushed me up for my ego. Did it make you realize you've got more work to do to get to world level? Yes, uh, to get to this level, I must learn more and uh, focus more on some of my, uh, my skills to make it better to can fight in this level. Now, Conor Ben is not, at the moment, world level. Why have you sort of gone backwards a little bit to fight someone who's not as good as Sean Porter? Yeah, uh, but uh, Conor Ben is also a, a good fighter, yes. So he's he, uh, looking for the infight and, and also very good skills. It is a, it is a other uh, fight, but it's also difficult. Yes? It's not easy to fight in England. England is a, a very cool country of boxing. The people like boxing and so it's for me also a proud to box in London, in England. So it's... Also important for me to fight there. It's not uh, about who fight uh, against uh, one more against. Um, it's not about uh, fighting who. It's uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter uh, when you fight, yeah, who you fight. So it's more for me go in the ring to fight. And now it's Corona time, so it's not easy to get fights. 
So it's good that we have a chance to fight in England. Have you watched much of Connor's fights? Yes, of course. Uh, my, normally, so my, my team looks all the fights and make a tactical uh, program. And I also look some of the fights and yeah, that's all. He's a very aggressive fighter, sometimes too aggressive. What have you, have you seen things that you can, you can exploit and ways to beat him? Of course. I, it's also uh, here very, uh, a lot of strong skills and also many uh, mistakes where we can hit him. You've only had three months since the Sean Porter fight. Yes. Have you been able to do much work since then? Yeah, it's very, uh, yes, it's, it's short, but uh, I come after the fight, uh, after Sean Porter's fight, I come back to uh, Germany and I love boxing and I like, uh, love to make sports. So I make a little bit break, but I do uh, more, uh, go to the gym and train something. Yes? So I make my training with pumping and some boxing skills and I train but not with system but I was already uh, in training yes so when I get the when they call me for the fighting Connor Ben it was uh, seven weeks to the fight and I have six uh, weeks to train for the fight yes so it was enough to be ready for the fight and if UK fans have not seen you fight what what can they expect from you can you repeat please if if UK fight, fight fans have not seen you fight what can they expect from you and uh, they can expect of me the, a very good fight because uh, we so can I balance an in fighter or is an aggressive fighter so I must fight also uh, and hit many hands so it will be a very um, spec spectacular uh, spectacular fight because uh, everybody who know me I was a tactical boxer yes I go around I put my heads down but I also uh, stand uh, to my opponent face to face and fight with him. So it's also uh, spectacular for the for the England fans, yes, to watch the fight. So you think there will be a knockout? Yes, I think so. <laughs> One thing that we like, no, no, I know said it wrong. I don't know. It's, uh, it's different to win by points. Yeah, it's it's not e it's uh, not easy to winning by points. It's better to uh, by in England by knockout. But we can say man, it's not easy to win But no, nobody can promise a, no a knockout. Yes, so it, it will be coming by the fight. It will be perfect. But we train for ten rounds, and uh, it's also possible to win by the points. You mentioned points. We've had some problems over here with judges. Uh, Miguel Vasquez didn't get the victory. Are you worried about fighting in front of UK judges? Um, yes, a little bit, of course. I know, when we, I know it when the fight is close or uh, uh, very similar, the rounds is very close, so that Conor Ben will win the, fight, uh, the rounds. Yes, that's, that's normal. It's also, I come from Germany, I box in England. It will be the same when Conor comes to me in Germany. It is also better off my side, yes. And I know that, but that's boxing, this business, and everybody who fight uh, out of his own country know the, know, know the problems of the judges. Yes? So it's not something new what I learned. Connor has said he must win this fight. You know, he, if he doesn't win this, he doesn't really know where to go. Are, are you the same? Is this a must win fight? Mm, no, it's for me, for me, it's all, uh, like every fight, yes. I will always win the fight. 
and but uh, for him it's a, it's an upstep because I fight more uh, difficult fighters like him in the last fights. Yes, my last four fights was very difficult fighters, and so for me it's all, of of course when I win the fight, it will come the next uh, good angebote. Good, uh, the next good offers for the next fight. So for me, it's also important to winning. Yes, uh, it's for every boxer to go in the ring. It's important to winning. Or, <laughs> of course, did you? Are you a fan of his dad? Have you seen much of, of Nigel Ben fight back in the day? Yes, of course, because he's a very aggressive fighter, <laughs> and uh, many of our people know him. Yes, everybody uh, who who hear that I. Um, should fight Conor Ben. Everybody frightened of his dad because he dad was a champion, yes, in middleweight and super middle, and he makes those spectacular fights like in fight and never give up. So he known and give power out, yes. So it was very cool, yes. I'm proud of that to fight someone of body. But you don't think Conor is as good as his dad? No. <laughs> I was I was having a look uh, at, your, at your Instagram and I saw a picture of you in about twenty five. Board games. Are you a big fan of, of board games? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, because uh, when I was, was uh, a child, I, I play a lot of it with my, my mom and my dad. <clears throat> but I play all, all the time. So now when we come to London, we take all this YouTube, uh, some um, games to play in the bubble. Of course, because we have a lot of time. And in the Corona time, we stay at home all, so we have enough time to play all the games. Yeah? So not only looking at TV or something, because it's may, it's a little bit good for your mind when you do something uh, different, like only playing games. And which ones are you good at? You know, uh, you know Uno? Yes. Yes, Uno is the crazy, it's crazy games. Yes, <laughs> because it is, it's damaged friendships. <laughs> <laughs> and how how have you found uh, the lockdown and, and the sort of bubble that you're in in boxing? Has it been okay for you? I mean, I guess you've got your games. Have you? Has it been okay? Yeah, but it's it's not so long. It's now it's seven days for the fight, so it's okay. Yes, uh, but it will really take longer and longer. It's very difficult for a boxer. It's only standing in the hotel. No moving out. It's it's very sad, nah? but we cannot change it now. With the time, it is by Corona. So long we have Corona, we cannot. Uh, it's it's. We must be happy where we can do anything to fight. Yes, so we must live it better. And now you were supposed to be on the, the Dylan White Alexander Povetkin card. That fight's now not happening. So you you're the main event now. You are. This is a chance for you to to really shine. Yeah, of course. Uh, at first, I was very sad. Uh, because Povetkin White was a very special fight that yeah, was on this undercard was very um, proud for me but now I am the main event and so it's this year the second time when I'm a main event in one of the uh, biggest box countries of the world yeah so now I last month I was in America now in England so it's for me very, very cool yeah so I'm proud of that when I'm again a um, main event so that's cool and what else can you can you tell the, the UK fans about yourself? They're probably not very familiar with you. Is there anything interesting about yourself that we, that we should know? Was denn was bei mir besonders ist? Kannst du zum Beispiel sagen, dass du einen regulären Job hast, regulären Job? Yeah, for me it's very important. I uh, I'm uh, still working in the regular job. 
I drive a big container bridge. You know it when you uh, take the container from the ship or loading on the ship. I work and still in the port because if something happened with boxing and I uh, broken me some fixed, I cannot fight uh, longer. I have still always my regular job, who is uh, safety for me after my boxing. Okay, how long have you been doing that? Yeah, made me think. Um, Twelve years. Okay. Hey, so do you take time off from that job to train, or do you train and do the job at the same time? Yeah, normally, normally I go to the work, and I go also Saturday and Sunday to the work, and make more hours, and don't pay out the hours, and someone has um, and collected the hours, and when I fight big fights. I can use the hours, yes. but this time, because the last fight in America take a lot of hours and a lot of weekends to training. So this time I stay at home um, the last three weeks without pay, pay me, yes. So I, um, I, go, I don't go to work and they don't pay me. So I make a break for one month for the fight, yes. Okay. You understand? <laughs> yes, of course. Your English is excellent. Is, is that yeah. difficult then to have to live without any money? Again, please, it was No, uh, after the fight, it's, it's no problem. Yes, I, I, I get a little bit money, so it's okay. For me, it's, it's also for me, uh, boxing is also my life. Yes, I, I like it. So it's not, not it's, uh, it's uh, the most important thing is not only the money. So when I have fun and all this around, it's also very important for me. Yes, so of course, I will be a liar when I say the money is not uh, important for me, but it is not the main point. You know what I mean? So we have also now, uh, yeah, because uh, how I can explain, I get the, uh, after the fight of Sean Porter, I get um, uh, an offer from England against uh, Conor Ben. It was a short time, but I get also a better uh, offer from America to fight a superstar again uh, in December for more money. Much more. Much more. <laughs> but I decided for this fight because this fight is a 50-50 fight. Yes, Connor can win and I can win. So it's cool for the, um, it's cool for the fans and it's cool for both boxers to see what, where we are standing together. And so I decided with my team, complete with my promoter, and then when we take this fight, then the other in America. And who was the fight in America against? Yes. Yeah, yeah. we're disagreeing. We can talk about it. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Okay. yeah, we cannot talk about it. I knew you would say that. It was an unbeaten fighter, also, and then very high level. Future pound for pound. Yeah. You <laughs> say future pound for pound fighter, yeah. Errol Spence? Close, but not the right name. <laughs> Terms Crawford? Uh, I don't know. No, future, future pound for pound. Oh. Upcoming young guy. He's I think I think you should just tell me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so, yeah, we will see. Yeah. So you're taking a risk. You know, you could in in, take, in fighting Conor Ben. This is a bit of a risk for you because you could have had more money and more security. <laughs> yes, of course, the risk, of course. But I, but. I, we are boxers, so we love the risk, yes? <laughs> and it's also, it's a, it's a very good fight. And for, I love it to fight in England, yes? Because it's, a, it's also very, uh, it's, it's proud to fight there in England. And so it's a good, um, well, so a good option to fight in, in England. So why we should then take it, no? Yeah. 
everybody in the team got bruise bumps, uh, as we heard that we can fight in the UK after the fight in, in the US, uh, which was a big, big thing for all of us. And now we have the opportunity to fight in UK. That's, that's a big honor for all of us. Okay, will this be your first time in, in England? Yeah, uh, it was it's my first fight in England, but I was uh, five years ago in London for mm -hmm. visit for visit. So you, you saw it when it was really busy. Now you're coming when it's going to be quite quiet. Yeah. <laughs> what did you enjoy about London? Well, I everything. I was in the Sherlock Holmes uh, home museum, you know, in the Baker Street, uh, the London Eye, uh, Buckingham Palace. I was. Everything I was five days there and was size ceiling powerful. <laughs> it's an amazing, um, amazing city. What what was very crazy was the traffic. Yes, I mean, in my first hour when I arrived there, I take a taxi, go in the taxi and start. Uh, they drive me there and I take five minutes and I think we drive ten meters. So I say, okay, if the money sinks, I go out. I go to fit. It was easier to travel. <laughs> Crazy traffic in London, eh? <laughs> I know, I know. So, are you from a, a quiet town in Germany? We haven't. Yeah, I'm from the in Hamburg. Yeah, I live in Hamburg, so in Hamburg it's, uh, it's active, yes. But uh, we are, I living in the south of Hamburg, it's a little bit more quiet. But I know the uh, traffic. <laughs> <laughs> and do you feel like, I know Germany is quite a big country for boxing in Europe, probably along with the UK, is it still, is it somewhere you're, you can stay and progress your career? Do you think you might ever have to move somewhere else? Um, it's very difficult in Germany with the TV, yes. Uh, my promoter had very good contact with Matchroom with, uh, in America and everything. So my promoter had uh, very good contact so we can fight in England and America and something else. And in uh, Germany it's very easy and uh, not uh, so easy to make big fights, yes. It's, it's left in my weight, it's not so many people to fight in 66. So the best by fighters now is are in Germany. Uh, in England and America for 66 right away. Yeah. And when I can add uh, some information, uh, you know, when you haven't uh, money from the TV stations, you can't get the, the popular big guys uh, from UK or from, from the US to, to, to Germany and that's a problem. So um, yeah, when we do uh, uh, an own event in, in Germany, uh, most of the time we have to uh, to pay for everything without any any TV money, and that's very difficult, and it's always a minus event. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so maybe if you beat Conor Ben, you can move to to London and and you can fight in the UK and be an even bigger star. Of course, I know some names. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of names in England. Eh? Very strong fighter, and right away, Ken Ken Brooks fighting now Crawford this weekend. Yeah, so it's good. Excellent. Well, we're looking forward to having you over here and thank you very much for your time. That is all for this week's show. Thank you to my guests. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'll be back next week at the same time with another selection of guests. But in the meantime, please do check out our other shows. On a Monday, I host After the Bell with George Groves and Declan Taylor. We look back at the weekend's action and ahead to what's next for the winners and losers. And on a Tuesday, my colleague Rich Jones talks to an up-and-coming young star in One to Watch. 
Until next week, thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and please do join me again.